It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Reds fans. This is one of my favorite days of the year. I'm hoping that you're enjoying this podcast today with a little kegs and eggs. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're at home. Maybe you've already started on the pub crawl. Hopefully, you have a great St. Patty's Day on tap for you today. I've got some red stock. We're going to celebrate Gino at shortstop. We're going to talk about the possibilities that it opens up a little bit more. I know we talked a lot about it yesterday on the podcast. Also, want to make a bold prediction for you as well. And we got a live report. Okay, well, it was live when I talked to him, but Stephen Offenbaker was at the game last night. And I got the chance to talk to him after the starters had already left the game. We're going to get to all of that here on today's St. Patrick's Day edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. So last night against the Colorado Rockies, the Cincinnati Reds started a Eugenio Suarez at shortstop. And it was everything that we had hoped for. We saw him at short. We saw Jonathan India at second. We saw Mike Moustakas at third. That's the kind of infield I hope that we see. And then hopefully whenever Joey is healthy and ready to go, he's going to be manning first base and doing a, doing a good job of it. But with him at short, he actually got a couple of opportunities. One, and actually both of these opportunities you can find, Stephen Offenbaker recorded them on video on his phone. He actually had some good seats for Gino's start. You can find him at S. Offenbaker, but he had a couple of videos. He had a video of the one that they ruled an error, and now it's under dispute whether it would have been an error or not. The problem was whenever he got to the ball, it just hit in and out of his glove. He wasn't able to pick it up and even attempt to throw to first. Because when you uh, heard the radio call, it sounded like the runner was going to be safe. Even if Gino picked it up and threw, it was going to be a really hard play to make. But they credit him with the error anyway. And then there's a play later on in the game where the infield's in. He had a runner on third base. And Gino was able to field a ball cleanly and throw the guy out at home plate. That's exactly what you want to see. It's it's some encouraging signs, some things to work on. Sure, it's his first game back at shortstop in a long time, even though he's played there quite a bit, according to the shift. I mean, if you've noticed, the way that the Reds shift over, basically Gino gets that whole side of the infield. So I think that the Reds have plenty of confidence in him. And in fact, David Bell mentioned after the game that it's just a matter of him seeing things at game speed. It's good. It's exactly what we, we talked about as far as <clears throat> trying to get him out there. And um, it's just different, you know, and he needs to, to see the game speed situations and plays. Just like the one <clears throat> the one play that he, he he wasn't able to handle. I mean, it, I've seen him handle that about, you know, 100 times on the backfield. And it's just a little bit different when you have the runner. So he needs to have plays like that, you know, and that that's exactly what he needs. So I'm, glad that that happened 
For those of you worrying that uh, one error on his ledger would condemn Gino back to third base, that doesn't sound like a manager that is thinking in that fashion. In fact, he was happy. It happened. He was happy that Gino had to do that kind of a tough play. And let's be honest, it's in spring training. So the more of those that he sees now, the better and the more prepared he's going to be for them in the season. And I'm, you know, he's seen those plays all the time. He just has to get a feel for him. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Gino at shortstop because of some of the comments that David Bell made before the game. They were very encouraging. Take a listen. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we've seen enough, um, you know, outside of game competition, just in his work to see that he has very natural uh, actions at shortstop. Um, it's pretty obvious that he's played the position and, and you know, may even, you, you can maybe even say kind of a natural home position for him. So uh, just seeing more of that, more of the same, you know, see how it, how it uh, translates to game speed. You know, we have a couple of weeks really to, to, to see it and we'll have to decide if he's, you know, only going to play short the rest of the spring um, or if we're going to continue seeing him at third a little bit or getting him ready to play there. I think we'll just have to kind of take it day to day. And, you know, it's not a tryout by any means. You know, we, we know who he is. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't, you know, weren't confident that he could do it. You know, I think it, after two weeks, we'll just have to decide, um, you know, after seeing him, at game speed, does it make sense for our team? Does it make sense for our infield? You know, the entire makeup of our, our roster, does it make sense? So there, there's a bigger discussion, but um, the only way to get to that point is to see him play in the games. Now, usually David Bell says a lot of veiled stuff. Usually any manager says a lot of things that you got to read between the lines because it's just a lot of coach speak. Well, you know, he's out there working hard and blah, blah, blah. That's not what I heard from David Bell. Now, yeah, he did say that they got to make a decision, but listen to the other words that he said, natural motion. It's a natural spot for him. We know that he can do it. Shortstop, he's played it before. We're not worried about that. We just got to make sure it makes sense for the team. Spoiler alert, it's gonna make sense for the team, but I love the fact that he is already on board with this. This is a thing that he had to do. And make no mistake about it, it's a great decision. It's something that I credit the Reds for, but they kind of backed David Bell into the corner of making this decision by not giving him anybody to work with. Now he's doing the right thing. He's putting Gino in at short. I don't think it's really going to be much of a question if it's going to help out the Reds enough because I think it will. Because then you move Moose back to his more natural position at third base and he can kind of swap between the corner infield spots whenever you give Joey a day off, and then you look at Jonathan Indy at second base. You've got other guys that can fill in there. Hopefully, Nick Senzel, that's something that we can approach later down the road whenever Shogo is healthy. But for right now, you now have a spot, because we were talking about Jonathan India as a make-or-break year for him as far as his prospect status and all of that good stuff. But the biggest problem with any of it was whether he played well or not in the minors, he was blocked. There's nowhere in the infield for him to go. Now there's a spot. And in fact, if you have a copy of Baseball Prospectus, they say, and in fact, I'll read it word for word. They had this to say about India. The former top draft pick spent his time at Cincinnati's alternate camp 
last summer working out at second base, increasing his versatility, and earning a shot to play a position where his solid, if uninspiring, bat could shine rather than merely survive. India has a disciplined approach and makes hard contact, but hasn't shown the power you would ideally want to see from a third baseman. If he can hack the keystone every day, it would raise his ceiling considerably, i.e. get this man a job at second base. And I love the fact that the Reds have opened that up for him with this move because, let's face it, Moustakis is not a second baseman. He works there. He can play there. He can be okay there. He's a lot better at third base. And if you've got a guy like Jonathan India who's more athletic and profiles as a much bigger piece for the future, get that man a job at second base. I want to see that. And having Gino at short opens that up. But I was very encouraged by seeing him. Or I didn't see him. I only saw those videos that Stephen Offenbaker posted. But listening to his performance on the radio. And I love what this opens up for the Reds moving forward. All right, coming up, Stephen Offenbaker joins us with a report from the field, from Goodyear. He was there last night and later on we're going to get to some bold or a bold prediction and I also want to talk a bit about the pitching performances that we saw from a couple of guys that we continue to wait on we'll get to that here in just a minute but first maybe you're listening to this while you're out and about on the St. Patrick's Day and maybe you need a snack maybe you need something in between the Guinnesses to kind of tide you over Built Bar is the best thing for you because it's going to taste amazing because it tastes like a candy bar but it is healthy for you like a protein bar best protein bar on the market its statistics don't lie it's got 4 grams of fat 4 grams of sugar and in some cases up to 17 grams of protein and with flavors like Cherry barcia, Coconut Brownie Chunk you've got all kind of peanut butter flavors like peanut butter crisp peanut butter chunk chocolate you've got great fruit flavors too like cherry raspberry strawberry check them out at builtbar.com you will not be disappointed your snack game will go through the roof and you'll be happy too because snacks bring happiness and built bar knows that so they built something that's going to bring you happiness and be healthy for you as well go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code locked 15 to up your snack game today, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com in the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off the amazingly delicious and specifically nutritious Built Bar. And when you're done with today's Locked On Reds podcast, check out Locked On Today. They take a look around the sports world and get all the biggest news where I'm guessing they're going to be talking a lot about NFL free agency. Peter Bukowski from the Locked On Packers podcast brings you all of the top sports stories each and every day. Check it out. The Locked On Today podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. For this next segment, we have with us on the scene of the crime. Okay, it's not a crime. It's actually really awesome. A. Eugenio Suarez started at shortstop today. I don't know if you heard that. Stephen Offenbaker was there on the scene. He even had a couple of videos, if you follow him, at S. Offenbaker on Twitter. A couple of videos of our man Gino playing short. Steve, what's it like to go to the ballpark with a mask on? You know, it's not too bad, actually. It's 53 degrees right now, Jeff, so I'm kind of thankful for the mask. To tell you the honest, God, truth, it's cold. <laughs> 53 degrees, that's not too bad. Well, I guess for Arizona well, and Hawaii. For, and all that, yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's all right. All right, give me a quick rundown. How do you look? So, you know, Gino looks good. He's lean. You know, when I was here two years ago, Gino had already started putting on a little bit of weight and, you know, had those body changes from the lean shortstop look to more of a bulky third baseman. And looking at him today, um, I put some video of him warming up. Uh, He looks fit. He looks trim. uh, And he was covering a lot of ground. Uh, You know, the first video I posted uh, which was his first uh, chance at short. He got a ground ball, and he ranged very far to the right. Uh, he knocked the ball down. They scored it in error. I don't know what I agree with that call. If he had picked it clean, I don't think he gets that runner just from, from what I was seeing. But uh, he covered a lot of territory. Uh, he covered a lot of ground, uh, caught a foul ball over at the Reds dugout coming from the shortstop position. And then uh, another play he had, he made a great play with the infield in, uh, throwing out a runner at the plate. So he looked good. He looks like he belongs there. Uh, everything seems to indicate uh, from the people I talked to today here in Goodyear that this is not a, a short-lived experiment. This is probably what's going to happen. We will see Suarez at shortstop moving forward. Yeah, we talked about in an earlier segment kind of looking at what David Bell said. and It's, it's something that is not just a one-off. It's not something that they're just kind of playing with. This is something that's been happening, kind of been uh, building up behind the scenes for a while now. What was the general feeling? Tell me what the ballpark kind of felt like. Obviously, with lower capacity and things like that, I'm sure it's a little different. Well, it's definitely a diminished energy here in Goodyear. You know, when I was here two years ago, uh, the entire outfield section was crammed full of people. There was concessions. There was lots of activity going on but that's very subdued now. But that being said, uh, you know, the crowd that is here was very much into what Gino was doing today. Uh, there was lots of cheers for him from the stands, lots of people paying attention to what he was doing, being very supportive. Uh, so, you know, from what I can see, the Reds fans are into it. You know, I've been calling for it for over a year now. So let's see a lot of Suarez at shortstop. I am with you, man. I, I am looking forward to him just taking the reins of this position. And I love, too, kind of what it opens up with the rest of the infield. How did Jonathan India look at second base, and what do you think of Moose at third? Well, India made some almost great plays, and I say that because uh, there was a couple balls. He went a long way and, and nearly pulled in. Uh, one in foul territory behind first base. He ranged all the way over. And uh, he got a glove on the ball, wasn't able to pull it in. He's hitting the ball hard. He looks good. I talked to some people close to the team today, and the, the performance that, that he has put forward has really enabled these, these moves for positions to really be considered. Uh, if he wasn't playing as well as he was, I don't think they'd be looking at moving Suarez. Uh, he, he, has, he has created a situation where they're going to have to find a spot for him to play on a regular basis. Absolutely. And, and I was looking at a different – couple of publications that are saying that they really like him at second base and I think that that opens up a ton of possibilities with the lineup too what uh what'd you get from the pitchers on the mound I know that Brandon Finnegan really struggled the little bit that I got a chance to listen to the game and then Wade Miley was kind of up and down and Sean Doolittle didn't look all that great on the stat sheet how'd you get a feel for them how their mechanics look well, I got to tell you that, you know, as I mentioned, it is cold. You know, it, you know, pitchers were blowing on their hands. I don't think they were getting a good grips on the ball. Their stuff clearly wasn't doing what they really wanted it to do. I did find it interesting that after, the, after he left the game, Wade Miley said that, you know, he believed his stuff is almost right there where he wants it to be for the start of the season. And, and from what I saw, I have to tell you that the Colorado Rockies also thought that Wade Miley's stuff was right there where they wanted it for the start of the season. So, 
uh, he, he did not look sharp. I, I, you know, I continue to hope that the 2019 Wade Miley comes forward and, and is able to give the Reds some quality innings. Uh, but he hasn't, he hasn't showed up yet. Uh, this particular version of Wade Miley is not, uh, is not as major league ready as we've seen him be in the past. So I hope that that's just a, a matter of coming off of a shortened injury filled season and needing a little bit more time to get ready. Hopefully so. I mean, hopefully he just even pitches closer to like his career numbers when it comes to ERA and things like that. Cause I think even that is a much better uh, back end of the rotation type pitcher than what we saw in 2020. So uh, I'm hopeful of all of that. When you look at uh, kind of your trip to Arizona, what have you done? What are you looking forward to doing and what's been the best thing so far? Well, you know, it's hard to get, you know, when I came two years ago, I did eight baseball games in five or six days just with going to multiple stadiums. And that's just not possible right now because of the reduced capacities and the limited tickets. So this time I'm just doing this one game and then uh, we're going to go hike uh, Camelback Mountain tomorrow. And we've done the brewery crawl and we're just kind of exploring what Phoenix has to offer. You know, it really is beautiful out here. You know, you think desert and not a lot going on, but the mountains are beautiful. There's lots of, of, of things to do and, and, and places to see. So we're having a good time. Which was your favorite brewery? You know, um, I just came from one before this game. That's the Tombstone Brewery. They started down in Tombstone, and they just opened a Phoenix location, and they had some really good stuff. I would be all about that. Steve, man, I appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. He is live on the scene. Goodyear, Arizona. He is Steve Offenbaker. You can follow him at S. Offenbaker, and you can check out the podcast, the Reds Alert Podcast. What do you guys got going on with uh, the Reds Alert Pod coming up soon? Well, uh, tomorrow I am sitting down with Charlie Goldsmith from The Inquirer, and we are going to kind of review what we saw tonight with uh, Eugenio Suarez at shortstop and what uh, the move to short means for uh, other people trying to make this roster. So we've got that coming up. That episode should drop uh, Thursday of this week. Check them out, the Reds Lure podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Steve, thanks so much, dude. Thanks a lot, Jeff. No problem. Coming up here, I got a bold prediction for you, and it's about Jonathan India. And I also want to talk about some struggling pitchers too. But before we get into that you should check out betonline.ag and make a couple of bucks off of your sports knowledge. And I got a promo code for you, Locked On. You'll get 50% more on your initial deposit. So your bankroll is going to start out even bigger than you thought it would be. 50% bigger, to be precise. The tournament is coming up this week. It's a great time to get into sports gambling and make a couple of bucks off of what you know. Also, with baseball coming up, we've got all kind of baseball futures, whether you're looking at the division futures, which the Reds are currently sitting at plus 350, or the over-under win total of 82.5. We've got all that going on at betonline.ag. It's the best place for you to make money off your sports knowledge. Head on over there today, set up your profile, enter the promo code LOCKED, on and you'll get 50% more added onto your initial deposit. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. 
We are coming up on the season start, which means fantasy baseball is getting ready to go. If you have not already drafted your league and you're looking for a little bit of advice, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Each and every day, they're going to bring you great draft ideas, great pickups during the season, and start and sit advice as well. Locked On Fantasy Baseball, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I got a bold prediction for you, and I want to talk about the pitching as well. This bold prediction is about Jonathan India. I've loved what I've seen from him this spring. I do not think it is some sort of Norris Hopper, uh, Neftali Soto sort of smokescreen from spring training. No, I think this is legit. I think he's ready for the show, and I'm ready to make a bold prediction about him. I think he's going to have a better rookie year than Nick Senzel. And I know he didn't have an amazing rookie year, so it's not really that bold to say that Jonathan India could slash better than a 256 batting average, 315 on base, and 427 slugging. But think about this, where Jonathan India was. He was so uh, ambivalent according to his prospect prognostication from different people there's some were writing him off some were saying that he was still the top guy that the Reds were looking for him to be but overall a lot of people were looking at looking past him and seeing who else is in the farm system and kind of just forgetting about him now he's looking to make a huge impact this year in 2021, and I think he can do it, and I think he's going to have a better year. He's going to have a better OPS and a better OPS plus than Nick Senzel in 2019. And you can add that to the list of the Lockdown Reds bold predictions. All right, real quick, before we get out of here today, last night, continued struggles for Sean Doolittle and... Uh, a uninspiring. I, I wouldn't say that it's uh, a struggle, but I also wouldn't say it was a good pitching performance by any stretch by Wade Miley. The key thing for Wade Miley, though, is he's healthy. He's not having problems. He didn't have any problems with that hamstring last night. Hopefully, it, it isn't something that crops back up before opening day, but at least he's healthy enough and he feels good about his pitches, according to his postgame interview. But overall, it was sort of a struggle for him. The biggest problem, though, was Sean Doolittle. And David Bell had some thoughts on what Sean Doolittle's been doing here recently. Yeah, you know, I talked about last time, his his last outing, um, you know, he, he really kind of found it after the first few pitches. Today I actually had, we'll check it, but I think he might have had the best velocity he had. Um, and what I saw was he was missing – up a little too much. He, he, he likes to pitch up in the, up in the zone and he can get chase up there, but I think it was just a little bit higher than he wanted it and wasn't able to get that chase. And that kind of changed um, the inning for him really. Um, that, that it might just be as simple as that um, because I thought it was a good sign that his below was where, where it was. So, um, you know, he, he made, some adjustments this winter and, you know, it's only been three or four outings. We kind of got to give it a little time just to settle in. So, um, really still no, no concern there, man. It's, it, it's frustrating because I really want Sean Doolittle to be good for this team because personality wise, he is an easy guy to root for. He seems like the kind of guy that we want to put our fan ship fan heart 
fan support, whatever you, whatever. If you want to get a jersey, he's the kind of guy you want to get a jersey for, but he's got to be good. And the problem is, like he mentioned, like David Bell said, he likes to pitch up in the zone. He used to have a fiery fastball that he could do that with. He doesn't have that anymore. And the fact that his velocity is at 94, 95, that's all well and good. But guys who throw up in the zone in today's Major League Baseball throw 98, 99, triple digits. Sean Doolittle throwing 94, 95 is nice, but he's going to have to change his thinking if he's going to be a uber-effective back end of the bullpen reliever. If he's going to throw 94-95, he needs to be hitting the corners, keeping it low, mixing in his slider more. Hopefully he has confidence in that. I've not heard a lot of talk about his slider this spring training. And then maybe that's something that he's going to work in. I know that Cowboys said that most pitchers, most veteran pitchers, kind of get their velocity down, then work in their breaking stuff later on in spring training. So, So we'll see. We'll see what happens there, but it's it's just concerning that there hasn't really been development. There's been at-bats here and there, and David Bell referenced a couple of appearances ago. He sort of found it later on in his appearance, but at the same time, it's just it's like you kind of got to pick and choose. You got to squint a little bit to see the silver linings with Sean Doodle's spring performances, and I hate that. I want to see some good stuff from him because I really want him to succeed in a Reds uniform. But that's enough of this serious talk for now because we're back. It's St. Paddy's Day. We're back to enjoying this wonderful day. I know it's kind of gloomy, kind of cloudy, a little bit rainy outside if you live here in the Cincinnati area. Even sounded from what Steve said last night that it's kind of chilly out in Arizona. Maybe they got St. Paddy's weather out there. I, I don't know. But... Hopefully, you take some time to enjoy this day. The Reds are wearing their green uniforms. They got their green hats on today. It's going to be a phenomenal day. We are 15 days, two weeks in one day, away from probably the best day of the year. In fact, you know what? Whatever. It's the best day of the year. Opening day. There's no day that's like it. It's 15 days away. So I hope you guys have a great day. St. Patrick's Day. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening. I almost got myself worked up into my opening day excitement there. Not yet. Not yet. It's soon. And you're going to want to keep it right here with the Lockdown Reds podcast as we get you ready for opening day. We get you ready for the 2021 season. We're putting on our season preview stirrups here. We're going to have a lot more. We're going to start looking at players coming up next week. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.